2: It goes without saying, guys, that you are back for another episode of your favourite podcast in the world. Goes without saying. I'm Sefi. And I'm Wing. And today, I mean, this episode has been bizarre. We've both we're doing this at the end. I'm quite drunk by now. Um, we've been drinking quite a lot. I was doing tequila shots. Wing's drinking kind of a fruit concoction. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about therapy. We chose a weird episode to get drunk on. Not appropriate, but it's kind of been therapy for us. It really has has been therapy for us and it's been really stunning are you feeling light as a feather i'm feeling heavy as a ton of bricks (laughs) and i'm ready to watch game of thrones now but you're ready to listen to an episode of goes without saying hopefully because that's what you're about to get i don't really know what this episode is
3: yeah i kind of was just like forcing you to do shots for some reason (laughs) I just did a tequila shot. What
2: time is it now? It's 10 to 5. That's fine. Bit soon, I would say. Bit early. <laughs>
3: it's the wishing hour somewhere, Nick Scratch once said. <laughs> that makes me
2: sick. Nick Scratch. So I think we're going to be a bit drunk this episode, which we were just saying it's a bit weird to try and be drunk in this episode, which is about kind of therapy, <laughs> kind of mental health. It's like, it's not like we're doing, guys, we're doing a fun drunk episode. It's like quite a serious episode. I'm
3: kind of just in the mood to drink.
2: Same. So let's drink.
3: In the mood for a nice drink and just have a great old time.
2: It makes no sense, but let's just do it anyway.
3: Yeah. Well, how are you? I'm good today.
2: I... Feel like I'm about to go on stage. Ooh. Which I'm not. I'm in my bedroom. You're not. <laughs> no, I don't at all, but I just I think it's because I feel a bit drunk. I feel a bit like I'm going to a party. You're kind of going on a date. Yeah, which I'm not. I'm kind of actually sat with
3: me for too hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sat with Wing who's
2: forcing me. She's honestly peer pressuring me to do shots alone in my room.
3: No, like it's a PSHE lesson.
2: I did it quite seriously as well with like a lime and tequila didn't have didn't get any salt, but you know.
3: It kind of felt like I was watching someone do shots via live stream was kind of the worst <laughs> like like so unfun it felt wrong in all ways how are you i'm good i had a therapy session this morning it was great oh yeah of course the most stunning thing maybe my best one ever
2: music to my ears as always do you want to go in on it maybe like do you want to talk about it
3: i can do i don't i don't really know what to say apart from just it was great it was my own it's my only therapy session that i've ever had where i really well i did kind of cry a little bit but like i didn't cry normally i'm sobbing away yeah also i used to think the word sobbing meant like a little whimper but it actually means like a guttural cry so so I used to think like when people are like, oh no, she was only, she was like sobbing or whatever. I used to think it was like a small thing kind of, oh, I'm holding it in, it's quite good. But actually, <laughs> I am a mess. No,
2: yeah, no, no, a sob is like,
3: <laughs> oh my God. A guttural like, cry. A yeah. sob
2: is kind of what we do kind of every day of our every lives. Every
3: day? Yeah. And it's not, I'm normally sobbing in every, Um. I was going to say in every episode, which is kind of true, but I'm normally sobbing in every therapy session I meant to say.
2: I think we whimper in episodes. We whim in public, we sob in private session in therapy.
3: One time I really sobbed on the train.
2: Oh yeah, no, no I've definitely sobbed
3: in public for sure. But like a pack train and I was painting my nails, <laughs> which I shouldn't have been doing. Why were you doing that? Why were you so sad? Well, I can't really remember. Oh, someone told me to like move my thing or something and I started crying and they probably thought, what have I oh, done? God. I know, like a real loop. You
2: sobbed because of that or was that kind of the thing that tips you over the edge?
3: I have no excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last fucking straw for someone making a polite comment. <laughs> was the last fucking straw. Those are
2: the things that seem so absurd, aren't they? When it's like I'm actually crying over over a series of unfortunate events that have led to this moment. Yeah. Then someone kind of says, "Oh, by the way, you've stepped in gum," and you're like,
3: "Fuck off, you fucking bitch!" How are you? That's the last thing I need. Someone making a nice comment to me. Someone just trying to
2: help me. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't handle it.
3: But yeah, I had really good. So I'm feeling quite light as a feather. You always say therapy makes you feel light as a feather and i'm always like yeah i guess but i kind of feel like a ton of bricks (laughs) but actually today i'm very much feeling light as a feather which is nice so stunning and now
2: i'm feeling quite drunk actually that is a weird day for you therapy followed by now spill your guts on a podcast
3: i'm working after this by the way i've got a full evening of work and i've been working all morning it's a drinking day (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what i mean Is like um i'm kind of gonna turn up later to my laptop drunk it's quite nice that's fine this is why i kind of miss the quarantine vibe because it's everyone was like joking about drinking wine all the time i know like if alcohol is a problem for you this episode might be a problem for you um because i'm making a lot of jokes about i am re- i actually rarely drink i think i drink quite regularly you're drinking quite a lot these days don't you <laughs> yeah, yeah i think i
2: drink quite regularly at the moment
3: you're kind of drinking every night no no i'm not no 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 <laughs> I'm not drinking every <laughs>
2: night, but I feel like I drink every, multiple times every week. I think I have a drink twice a week. Mm. I think I'm, I quite love alcohol. That's my problem. I do. Yeah, that's not a problem. I think I love all the things in life that are bad for me. I love alcohol. I do quite like cigarettes. Mm. It is going to quite far now. I don't smoke, <laughs> but I do love cigarettes. Every episode. Yeah. And I love, um... That's maybe it. I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say. What else is bad? I do it? actually hate people that are bad for me. I do hate kind of annoying, toxic people.
3: Kind of, and I love GMOs. I love <laughs> and I love
2: Biden. McDonald's. It's like no, 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 that's no, not even. But I, I think I do love. Um, being intoxicated
3: you're kind of um it is kind of the capricorn in you that you're kind of the man at the end you put yourself a little cold a little bit of something something with some ice
2: yeah no i love a kind of drink over ice like a little um my vibe is like a disserano over ice and i feel like this is who i kind of picture i am you know in handmaid's tale mr waterford
3: i was exactly thinking of him
2: has a long office kind of he has a little whiskey and he's like covered it there are papers on his desk and he's working hard and he's like keep these women out of my
3: sight Mm -hmm.
2: that's kind of how i picture myself but i'm kind of keep these men out of my sight
3: that's really stunning and
2: i'm in my big wooden office and i've got like a cigar
3: that's stunning i kind of just end every day with a pepsi max Like well, 7 kind of, Same. I actually end my day with a hot soy milk. But, you know, sometimes on the weekends... I get my hot water bottle on Pepsi Max and I call it a night. <laughs> well, yeah, realistically.
2: Hot water bottle and maybe a hot chocolate if I'm feeling crazy.
3: <laughs> and Shrek, to be honest. Shrek, yeah. I'm watching Shrek a lot these days, much to my boyfriend's dismay. Which
2: one? One, two, or three? Or Shrek the Hulk? Hall- what was the third one? Sh- yeah, Shrek the Hulk. But there was a fifth sort of bad one. Oh, yeah. Shrek the third. There was... Shrek one, Shrek two, Shrek the third,
3: and then Shrek the halls. And then there's four. Why did they make that? I think that was a short. I have no idea, but I'm going between one and two Mm. because I realised I'd watched a lot of two, only a teardrop away, as we know. Tight little tush. Yeah, tight little tush, obviously. (laughs) When I was seeing one, seeing, (laughs) it's kind of English is my second language. When I was watching. (laughs) When I was in a relationship with one, we were seeing each other.
2: (laughs) Me and Donkey were seeing each other. Um,
3: I need you to. Are you on my. Just quickly pause the episode. Are you on my level drink wise? I just want to be on the same page
2: i'm feeling quite drunk
3: i'm, I'm getting quite hot <laughs> so i just want to i just want to feel safe i want to feel in good company i don't want to be here all on my own
2: yeah no no i feel like we're talking shit though
3: i think we're talking shit as well but is that not the whole point of goes without saying
2: okay fine let's do it let's keep going let's keep going
3: i'll just quickly end my point by saying <laughs> used to watch Trek 2 a lot realized i hadn't really gone into trek one enough hadn't given it the credit it deserves, yeah. really. So I've gone back now. I'm watching Somebody Once, and then the that's what I'm in me. at the moment. Yeah. yeah, and I'm loving it. So if you guys haven't seen Shrek One, I really <laughs> would recommend.
2: It's funny actually you bring this up because I I watched this morning a video. Kind of you know when you wake up and you make the big mistake of going on your phone, and then you make the even bigger mistake of going on YouTube on your phone in the morning. Big mistake. You're not quite conscious. You're clicking on weird shit. It was like a video about why shrek has held up over like Mm -hmm. other animated films and all of that and they were they actually put a large bit of the i guess not blame the large bit of the credit to um the soundtrack (laughs) yeah into somebody once told me we were saying this last
3: night yes it's just it is
2: amazing they were saying if that song wasn't in it what would be the song of shrek it would probably be when i saw
3: her face yeah yeah so many good ones though there's so many to choose from Maybe we should bring in some theme songs apart from our own theme song. We should maybe get something that isn't just kind of royalty-free YouTube music. Yeah.
2: Dum-dum. Dum-dum. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Things <laughs> About Saying. Yeah, we should come up with something. Maybe we should have a soundtrack.
3: Well, if anyone wants to write us a little song, it would be world's most embarrassing <laughs>
2: ringtone. Mama do the hump, mama do the hump. Hum. This is a little
3: something I like to call. Yeah, I mean we're ready to hear it yeah. at any point. Send it over. Oh
2: yeah, if anyone wants to write a song, that would be great. An unpaid opportunity. <laughs> we're offering an unpaid internship to <laughs> a singer-songwriter.
3: <laughs> so how's your week been? How's my week been? I can't even remember. Can you talk us through the breakthrough that you had last night? Mm. If you want to. Yeah, I can talk you through my break, my
2: breakdown and breakthrough. Just quickly remember it. <laughs> yeah. It was a breakdown that led to a breakthrough. I was doing yoga and I've been obsessed with yoga, but I've been doing kind of yoga with Adrian videos. Mm-hmm. And I'm who hasn't? not her biggest fan. Honestly, who hasn't? But I'm not the biggest fan. I find it a little bit. You're awesome. You fucking, not fucking. She wouldn't say fucking. You rug. The gentrification of yoga. The awesome in me recognizes the awesome in you. It's like stop saying fucking awesome.
3: Wow. Oh, the alcohol is coming out. Yeah, it's like I need someone,
2: I need someone that doesn't say awesome every two seconds. I need someone that doesn't call me a rock star.
3: kind of what people think when they listen to this. They think, I look, I just, I can't listen to this anymore. I need someone who doesn't reference Dudley's special day every five minutes. I need someone who takes me a bit yeah. seriously. Fair enough. Someone
2: did some impressions of us and they went stunning. And I thought this has gone too far. This whole stunning thing. <laughs> Is
3: that a dick? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like we know we're really sorry we're embarrassing. <laughs> Eradicate that from my
3: vocabulary. So you had a breakthrough. But
2: I was doing this yoga and I found this most amazing yoga teacher whose name I've completely forgotten. And it was just a completely different style of yoga that was so inclusive and so stunning not to be a parody of myself but so stunning <laughs> that I started crying like I started mm-hmm. actually sobbing it was very hands over the heart and kind of crying during sex <laughs> yeah genuinely that is crying during sex with yourself <laughs> kind of any chance to be vulnerable it's like are you okay right now I'll take I'll jump at any opportunity to cry it was so good like it was just a half an hour little yoga session and basically we've you may have noticed if you follow us on Instagram we've added the additions I'm looking at the camera Harry, I speak? Directly to you. We've added the addition of cameras. And I think that has bought.
3: I, I honestly thought you were going to say we've added the addition of Jim Carrey. <laughs> no, it is now me, Wing, <laughs> and Wing, and Jim. We've said it before. Which my boyfriend said a good thing the other day. He, he said it was self-caring. <gasps> I thought, that's genius. Stunning. This
2: is why we need him on the podcast. Done <laughs> it. and Wing, and Wing's boyfriend and Jim self-caring. <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> yeah, go on. But in the last week, we have introduced cameras, which has. I think, for me, brought up quite a lot of, like, body image stuff, which isn't the most fun.
3: It rattled your cage a bit.
2: Yeah, I think I have wanted to die for a bit of the week, (laughs) wanted Mm -hmm. to hide away, (laughs) um, because it is... Quite triggering, having to record yourself having an authentic conversation and then watch that back on a camera. When kind of I'm trying to speak to you, but before I can look at you, there's a huge fucking ring light that is capturing my being and like on a tiny version. Like I just think it's so triggering. So I think I've had a lot of body image shit come up this week, which is nothing new, but also horrible. Mm -hmm. And doing this yoga, I think I think I caught myself in the mirror and I just looked at myself and I was like why
3: can't i accept this Mm -hmm. like this is what we're annoyed about yeah
2: so i'm so socially acceptable i'm so the essentially the blueprint of what society says oh yeah you get a big tick Uh like you're fine a white cis able-bodied woman that's that should be fine but it's not for me for some reason it hasn't been because i've thought Mm -hmm. that if i'm not the thinnest woman on the planet if i'm not essentially on my deathbed with thinness I'm not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm a healthy weight, I can't accept myself. It's ridiculous. So I think I caught myself and I was just kind of thinking, God, this is what I can't accept. Mm -hmm. Someone that literally ticks pretty much all of the boxes of what's acceptable and i think i just i started crying because it was just sort of i think it was one of those moments where i was like god like this needs to end like this these thoughts and this shit that's holding me back it has to stop like there is no way i can live my life with fucking literally a cunt that lives in my head and is like you're fucking fat you're fucking not good enough Mm -hmm. you're fucking not um thin enough essentially and it's just fucked so it has to go don't know how that's gonna happen but
3: Eviction notices up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm gonna go back to therapy, I guess. I guess back to therapy I go. Time to lose some money, but um it was just a bit of a point where I was like, No. <laughs> I just said no and it was and it as was easy fixed. as that. The fairy godmother waved her wand and I think I'm
3: Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we asked on our story on Instagram, if you don't follow us at and Wing on Instagram, you really should, like it's actually rude to consume all of this content for free and not give us like a single follow. Like it's so, so fucking rude. It's still
2: free. The sad thing is it's still free. Even if you're on Instagram, it's like, yep, we still don't get paid for that. Yeah,
3: true. Yeah, you just kind of, you just get more for free. But anyway. <laughs> Basically we're on sale, it's free. <laughs> you just get an all round better experience. But on the Instagram you can come and like share Uh, your thoughts on the episode for us to discuss obviously each week and i really liked what somebody said about the best kind of therapy soundbite which we asked for and they said don't have higher standards for others than you would for yourself love which i feel like feels obvious but it just kind of hit me just now when i was reading it don't have higher standards for other
2: no yeah yeah don't have other high oh
3: no i think i fucked it up sorry
2: (laughs) don't have higher standards for others no, I, than you would I for yourself <laughs> what
3: is it then don't have higher standards for yourself it's actually oh you don't have higher standards for yourself than you do for yeah. others well if you thought that was powerful it's even more powerful when you get it right yeah. <laughs> wow okay got don't it, got have it. higher standards for yourself than you do for others because it's so true i feel like For most people, (laughs) I'm just going to tar us all with the same brush. I feel like our standards for other people are pretty fucking low. Like you can kind of just be whoever, do whatever, low standards, do whatever you want to me. I'll lie back and think of England and just take it. (laughs) For yourself, all of a sudden, we have the highest standards for ourselves. I just thought that was great. I I get it's pretty obvious, which most of them are, but it just kind of hit me.
2: Mm, It's even if you're doing... More, more, more. You're going yeah. above and beyond. You're still disappointed in Meanwhile, yourself.
3: Meanwhile, you let you let everyone else treat you like shit.
2: Yeah.
3: Or even if you have decent standards for how you should be treated by other people, I'm pretty confident in saying your standards for yourself are still probably far too high, right? Definitely. So this is a big thing that I've been talking about in therapy recently mm. of why my standards for myself are so ridiculously high. Um, so actually let me go into like full detail because my, I, my kind of vibe with this and talking about therapy is that we can all kind of bootleg like, each other therapy. Like, yeah. um, we'll put all of the psychologists out of business and just share loads of infographics on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. If we all work together, we
2: might be able to salvage some kind of self-esteem and mental health for each other. <laughs>
3: Also, we asked on the story, is is therapy accessible to you? And a large percentage of people said, no, it's not. And I just think, um, have you broken up or are you just looking at
2: me blankly? <laughs> I'm just looking at you thinking that is so fucked. Yeah, because it's so true. It's not accessible. If I think about the amount of money that has been like literally thrown into like mm-hmm. my well being mm. by me. It's a, it's kind of, yeah, that was only doable because of one, a big student loan, and two, like a job that I had that allowed that. It's like, it's not accessible.
3: It's not. And also in situations like, so I've only ever had women therapists, and lo- lots of people sent messages about having awful experiences with male therapists. Or if part of your therapy is to unpack like racial trauma, you're going to need someone who's going to understand the racialized experience, which is going to cut out the l- like, a large percentage of therapists, it's so true that you need to kind of find someone who you, I guess, can connect with on some level, which makes it even more inaccessible.
2: This is why I refuse to get diagnosed as
3: autistic by a man,
2: because I almost think there is no understanding of like neurodiversity within women anyway Mm -hmm. that i feel like it's kind of quite easily easy for a woman to even gaslight you and be like no no it's fine like you're not you're just a bit kooky you're just the phoebe from Mm -hmm. friends girl like you're Mm -hmm. fine when actually i feel like it would be even easier for a man to be like Mm -hmm. darling like just don't even worry about it male therapist isn't my vibe anyway i just
3: can't i can't bear my i could not be
2: honest no it would be
3: so embarrassing (laughs) it would be mortifying it would
2: be I don't, honestly, if you have a male therapist, like my heart goes out for you, and my heart goes out to you, and I also think you're God, you must have been able to put a lot of your patriarchal like training to the back of your mind mm. the amount that i try and um unconsciously seem
3: attractive to men i don't know if i could go in and be like oh uh, here's all my trauma i think in part or maybe an interesting like aspect of that could be that we're kind of raised to think that men are men know what they're talking about so you want a male doctor because they're professional and he's a very smart man and blah, blah blah like kind of you want a male driving instructor you know so i think actually part of it might be that um because we just generally think that men are superior to women do you know what i mean i think that could be in place of it
2: i once knew someone that said they wouldn't get on a plane
3: if they saw that the pilot was a woman and it was a
2: woman that said this a woman said that a woman said well it was not even a woman a girl we were at school and she was probably trying to impress like a group of probably boys but she literally said i would never get on or like she's got off a bus before that a woman was driving it Isn't it mental? I'm sure she's been like... uh,
3: That's a lie. It's
2: a total lie. But the fact that she was saying that... Not
3: that you're lying. (laughs)
2: You're fucking lying. No, no, no. It's a total lie from her. Yeah. Because it was her trying to... Be
3: cool. Basically,
2: I'm not one of these crazy feminists, like age kind of 16. I'm not a crazy feminist. I fucking hate women. (laughs) Yeah, literally. It's like, do we not see the need when you're saying shit like that?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: But I definitely think that's the... I mean, it just literally goes without saying. There is obviously the idea that men are more intellectual than women and women can't teach. Mm, There's mm -hmm. the idea that a man could teach a woman something, a man could teach a man something, but a woman could never teach a man something. The male experience
3: is the default. If it was Harriet Potter... We wouldn't know it. We would have never heard it. There would be no references on this pod. Yeah. Because suddenly it's a little girl's story. Suddenly it's a women's story. But if you use a man, it's the default. It's the default living experience.
2: That's the thing. It's why a man will watch many, many films about men, but suddenly it's like, oh, but that's like a girl's film. It's like, no, it just is written by a woman. Thanks for bringing up Promising Young Woman. I
3: just wanted to talk about it. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking of. Just specifically, Emerald Fennel or Fennel. I'm going to say Fennel because I'm not a wanker. No offence if that is her real name. Nicholas Flamel. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Literally Nicholas Flamel. It's in the restrictive section. Um, she was talking about how she wanted to layer things into Promising Young Women. We would highly recommend that you watch it if you haven't already. Highly. She wanted to layer in things like Britney Spears, Paris Hilton, Stars Are Blind, a manicure, all of these things that... Just because they're in, um, they're seen as women's things. Yeah. Which is synonymous with being unimportant. And stupid. And stupid. Materialistic, mm-hmm. emotional, fragile. Mm-hmm. Vapid. Yeah, completely vapid. Something else. So Lisa Eldridge, who I adore, love and adore. Her book Face Paint is great. Um, she she is a makeup artist, but I really love her because she always talks about like the history of makeup. I know this is an episode about therapy, but... Mm. I I can bring it back, I promise. (laughs) Let's not bring it back. Let's just let it go. (laughs) Let's just let it go. Let it go. She was talking about... Because... And I firmly... She's the only other other person apart from me that I've seen talking about this. But she's the only person that I found that really goes into this. So if you know any more, please send them our way. Um, But she was talking about how we love to study architecture and we love to study um the media music and film and all of all of these things that can apparently point us in the direction of where we were as a society at a moment in time or a moment in history and yet how can we undermine literally the way that our faces looked the ways that we wanted something to put on our face it's your most the most representative of you Makeup, and yet it's so undermined. It's like the history of makeup is uh, look. It's, it's an episode for another day, but I mean, it sounds interesting. I'm 100 percent going to look up look this up. It's so fascinating. Mm. This is what I did. My first, I did a thesis once before uni, and it was on like the the. I don't know if I spoke about this before. I kind of feel like I spoke about it in another drunk episode. Classic me. I don't think I know about this. I was talking about how far you can reflect like women's social standing, or how women see themselves in what they're wearing in like respective decades etc I just think it's so fucking true as Lisa Eldridge and Emerald Fennell have said that you call something a woman's thing and suddenly it becomes unimportant but actually it literally shapes the world Britney Spears was running a global economy if Britney Spears died the economy would have crashed like that is the whole world literally in her hands yeah In her dad's, in Jamie Spears' hands. But because it's a woman and she looked great at 18, yeah. Because she's a woman and she's hot and she's just a kid. It's not serious anyway. Free Britney, bitch. Bitch. I wanted to ask you if you could share with the class, Mm. maybe what do you think has been your biggest... If you think about who, let's imagine, who would you be if you didn't go to therapy versus who you are now? What's the biggest takeaway do you think that you've been able to make Mm. and i guess we can use therapy synonymous with just like awareness self-awareness developing like emotional intelligence like kind of consciously working towards bettering yourself yeah if therapy is inaccessible specifically therapy to you
1: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: I think I would be a completely different person or I would be such a lesser version of myself. Mm -hmm. The reason I went to therapy, so I'd never been to therapy before until I think it got to the first, so I did first year of uni, with such high social anxiety specifically about seminars and lectures and I literally couldn't go I could not go to seminars they would terrify me and I remember speaking to one of my friends and being like I think I just need to accept like everyone's nervous in a seminar like everyone's nervous of course it's such a nerve-wracking thing and then my friend was like no like not everyone is nervous like you're nervous for them like that's not true like everyone is slightly kind of oh god I'm doing a bit of a performance but you are like throwing up beforehand you're like can't sleep the night before kind of Mm. you don't go like you're terrified of them so that's why i went and i think the growth that I had during that time, because then it social anxiety for me wasn't actually about social anxiety; it was actually about kind of body image and all of this stuff.
3: It was a symptom of. It's so yeah. much deeper
2: than you think. It's like, why can't I talk in a seminar? It's like, yeah, it's because you fucking think you're a worthless piece of shit. It's like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you're on something here.
3: Now we're talking. Yeah, now <laughs> yeah.
2: we're on to something. Actually, I feel like what you go into therapy and what you come out with are often completely separate Mm -hmm. and I think that was one of the biggest things because I remember my therapist who I just love I was really lucky as well I think that's one of the crucial things I was really lucky that the first ever therapist I ever spoke to I clicked with and I loved and still love but I remember her saying she like this was like two years after um, like working with her I guess <laughs> working with her what do you do having <laughs> sessions with her going at it with her <laughs> um yeah after two years she was like to me I remember when you first came in you just sat there and you were like by the way I'm not never ever ever going to a seminar like I don't know what you're gonna do but I can't go to se- seminars I'm never gonna go
3: it's the most you thing I've ever heard
2: she was like and I literally thought okay like (laughs) what is this girl's problem (laughs) kind of um okay we'll see what we can do here like by the way i'm just not going
3: first of all I'm not a number, I'm a human being. I'm never going to a (laughs) seminar. And don't you dare patronise me. (laughs) I fully walked in with aerial energy. Like, first of all... With an attitude. Yeah, like,
2: first of all, there's nothing you can do. I already know everything you're going to teach me. But I'm here anyway.
3: Yeah. And then she
2: was like, the way you carry yourself and the way that you speak, like, even just, like, your whole energy is so different now. And I was just like, yeah, I actually think it has changed so much about myself. Even though I've always been, like, quote-unquote confident in, like, in certain settings. Mm. I think it has changed my... um, um, like, deep view of myself in, like, uh, like in a way that will last forever. Mm-hmm. So if that didn't sell it, I don't know <laughs> what will.
3: This is a great time to say that today's episode is sponsored by... <laughs> sponsored by CBT. <laughs> I fucking wish it was sponsored. Just by anyone, honestly, like, would love a check turning up in my bank tomorrow. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say, I feel like... Let me just put my leg away, so I'm really... <laughs> i'm really doing whatever i can to stay comfortable
2: <laughs> honestly sitting i'm wearing a giant kind of ball gown right now and it just it just it feels absurd also should i do my tequila shot
3: i'm in kind of the coziest jacket ever but i look like i'm in a bin bag yeah go for a tequila shot moment. should i do it i'm gonna take a big gulp okay cool for everyone who likes the sound of ice in a metal straw which is not seppy i
2: honestly despise it i don't despise it irl i despise hearing it through my headphones in high death <laughs> that's what i despise about metal
3: Straw. <laughs> mm. Mm. Whoa! Oh, this is the most tragic thing I've ever it's seen. It's horrible. <laughs> I couldn't bite into the lime. Why? This makes no sense. Like nothing <laughs> about this makes sense.
2: It makes no sense to be talking about therapy. So it changed my view of myself forever. Should I do my tequila shot now? <laughs>
3: <laughs> tequila shots, 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 shots. <laughs> Therapy is so inaccessible Shut. <laughs>
2: this is the worst lime I've ever had in my fucking um, life
3: Let me take another big gulp
2: Same now I'm onto my chin as well
3: mm. It's
2: like I love everything that's bad for me It's like no yeah it fucking shows It fucking shows
3: it <laughs> It fucking shows you absolute mercy Tragedy Look at you girls <laughs> Literally, Sitting
2: in a giant ball gown dra- Drinking a tequila shot at what is it now Half five
3: <laughs> With a ring light in front of you is so tragic <laughs> What have we done <laughs> It's like, who would you be if you didn't go to therapy? It's like, to be honest, probably a much more reasonable put together gal. Honestly,
2: I didn't need any more confidence. Don't give me it. Like it's kind of, it's gone bad. (laughs) What I was
3: going to say is, if you don't mind me putting words into your mouth, Mm -hmm. that I feel like something we talked about a lot. Um, in our private lives and also in our public lives on this podcast is your work with or your understanding of like ego and like <laughs> I'm, you're literally putting on like red lipstick because I <laughs> I had to put it on just then
2: kind of the movie villain your work with ego let me just block my lips
3: who's the woman from Of My Some Men? <laughs> Curly's wife Lenny's gonna kill me. <laughs> kind of red high heels or something. I don't know. I didn't ever do mice and men. I think was for the lower sets. <laughs> uh, okay. I only ever read mice and men because my cousin had it and I read it once on holiday.
2: Sorry that my score did of mice and men.
3: <laughs> Such a flex on everyone.
2: Sorry that my top set is worse than your top set.
3: <laughs> your top set is the B Tech version of my top set. <laughs> Yeah, you've been doing a lot of ego e- ego talk, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like maybe you're at a place now where the confidence that you have now is very like genuine confidence as opposed to some sort of confidence that was built off of like ego. Maybe you could talk to us about that. I love setting you up with a bombshell of a point and then running away and just letting you deal with it.
2: Oh, and I love responding to a bombshell <laughs> question so much. I love having a grenade thrown at me and then just like rolling in the smithereens. <laughs> like, right, what can, I, what can I salvage from this mess? <laughs>
3: kind of, a pig is... In- in like what's it called a pig
2: and shit <laughs> i love it i love being a pig and shit of the in the aftermath of the question you just threw at me <laughs> pig and
3: shit. i'm gonna have my cookie you're what i am a bit gutted so i've got this big cook, big cookie situation <laughs>
2: but she's been down to millie's cookies <laughs> do you remember millie's cookies
3: millie's is that cookie. still around i've got a big cookie that says congratulations on why does it say
2: congratulations on it? You've bought a cookie for yourself that says congratulations on it.
3: I'm crying. <laughs> Why do I always cry? I always find a way to cry. I said, I bought. I went to Millie's Cookies. <laughs> oh, right, okay. It doesn't actually say congratulations. I, I, I've never been. It's not Millie's Cookies. I said, I went to Millie's Cookies and I got a cookie that said congratulations on the podcast. It's <laughs> What are they congratulating
2: us on? Congratulations on having a podcast. Although, although, big news guys, we were three spots behind Oprah yesterday on the society and culture charts. Whatever that means, make of that what you will.
3: I'm crying i don't i hope you cut the la- laugh oh shit here we go <laughs> let me just get it out
2: why why did you take it, that opportunity to eat a bit of cookie <laughs> as well that just sets us back for about 10 minutes <laughs> one bite of cookie is worth what sorry.
3: seven minutes of laughter oh right sorry let me just oh god i was gonna say i hope you cut out i said a sentence but I kind of want to hear it back I have no idea what I said But you'll hear it when you edit mm. The last thing that I just said was definitely a mess Anyway um, Ego Take it away Fucking
2: hell <laughs> Jeez. Jesus Christ, have I forgot so about sorry. that I'm sorry Another grenade um,
3: You got a retainer in or something? No,
2: it's the lime is just like <laughs> everywhere
3: Honestly, the fucking lime You're kind of Billie Eilish
2: mm. And I'm Phineas. <laughs> <laughs> Phineas Fuck. And I'm Fab. <laughs> shift the nice. reference <laughs> nice. Nice. um and jim's verb i should have said the third person here ego 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 yeah i think that there's a diff. there's two kinds of confidence andy from headspace told me this and i think i have already said this on the podcast but there is two there are two types of confidence one is that your confidence comes from external things like god i've got a great job at the moment i'm doing so well in my love life i've got confidence from this mm. that is fake confidence that's ego confidence it could be shattered in a second, it's not real. It's made, mm-hmm. it's like trying to catch smoke or whatever that guy says in Harry Potter about Sirius, <laughs>
3: trying to catch smoke with your bare Bare hands hands. (laughs)
2: this is one line in the movie (laughs) dovetown it's not far from here nice (laughs) but that's the kind of confidence it's like trying to catch smoke with your bare hands the real confidence that you really want is that you can be confident and comfortable in chaos with nothing your life can be a fucking absolute mess you can have everything go wrong for you basically but you still have some kind of i think andy calls it quiet confidence Mm. there's an element of inside yourself you have the innate knowledge that you are okay you're you're worthy Mm -hmm. in some way which i think that sort of confidence that is what i think i gained from Therapy rather than, or oh, I think I gained that throughout my life in like many different ways. Yeah. But I think the way that um, maybe as an insecure teenager that you try and give yourself confidence is by like, well, at least I've got fucking loads of A stars. Mm-hmm. At least I fucking um, have this new handbag that looks really cool. Yeah. You give yourself bullshit that is supposed to um, make up for the lack that you feel in your life. And I see people do it all the time now, to be honest. I see people that I know in my life go on give us the names (laughs) no spoilers (laughs) i was i can't give you names but kind of if you i was gonna say if you know you know but it's kind of if you know you don't know because if you're this person listening they'll never think it's them Mm -hmm. because it's so it's just the sort of thing that you are blind to but it's that they try and fill in the gaps in their life with external markers of success which just leaves you fucking empty Mm -hmm. and starving hungry.
3: It's the analogy that I always say about um, all of those external validation things are great. They're so exciting. It's so fun. It's like advent calendar chocolate. Yes. I don't think I made this up. Advent calendar chocolate. Yeah. Advent calendar chocolate. So exciting. Oh my God, can't wait. Like hopefully I get more tomorrow morning. It's delicious and it's so fun, but it doesn't fill you up. It doesn't leave you very satisfied. But it kind of tastes a bit like shit
2: though. It tastes a bit cheap. kind of a slightly uh-huh. cheap yeah it's slightly cardboardy
3: nothing as is, is as valuable to you as like a big slab as like of like Cadbury chocolate big slab of yeah chocolate. nice delicious that's the real shit that's the real um the shit that matters actually I was gonna say only because this is fresh out of therapy this morning and it, I think Andy's <laughs> got this from the same place and I don't know this woman's name she's a psychologist I can't remember her name it might be like Kelly or like I'm not a I think it's It's Kelly Kapoor or something like like, that. Or like, Irene. It's something, I have no idea. I could find it, but let's not. It will set us back hours. But I won't. I think this is what Andy is trying to say, which is that um, the confidence that comes from um, all the external shit, so the confidence that you can have from your, the way that you place yourself in the world, your job, the way that you look, the things that you have, for example, might be your self-esteem. It could be narcissism. The quiet confidence that Andy is talking about is self-compassion. I love it. It's that no matter what, no matter what, you can see yourself and feel worthy because you love you. Give yourself everything you once desired from others. Now. Give it to yourself now. Now. Done, tick, done. Did it, complete it, mate. It's a good one, right? It's so true. It's all well and good having all of this self, all of this confidence, but if you're not being compassionate to yourself, what's the whole point? It means nothing. Everything
2: that you quote unquote have, it, you, it can go. It can go mm-hmm. in an instant and you therefore you don't really have it. Mm-hmm. Nothing is stable. No sort of structures, no job, no relationship, no friendship. Nothing is fucking permanent. The only thing that you actually have is you. So it's absolutely fucking pointless to base your confidence on things that can be ripped away from you. Are you mad?
3: Yeah. And the only thing you have is you. So kind of it's a waste of time to not like you for any longer. This can only go on for so long. And actually, I was going to say my biggest thing that I've learned in therapy. Maybe there are loads of things, but I think ultimately it doesn't really matter the specifics. I think the main overarching thing for me that I've learned is that it's important for me to take even an hour each week to let someone listen to me. I don't mean the podcast. I mean the (laughs) quite embarrassing that maybe I technically do it twice.
2: <laughs> I need three to four hours of conversation a week. Maybe I need to do it twice. I do it once
3: with a therapist and once on here. But And I
2: need thousands of people to listen to it. It's all
3: I need. <laughs> Don't ask for much.
2: I need to be on the Spotify trending list. Just your undevo- completely devoted
3: attention. Three spots underneath Oprah. That's all I need. <laughs> but I think the main thing that I've learnt from, from therapy or the main thing that I get from therapy is knowing that it's worthwhile mm. to or that I'm deserving of dedicating time aside to be nice to myself. And all of the nice little anecdotes and the little sound bites are great, but it's the practice of investing in myself that is the best bit. Because actually I think those are the bits that the infographics of psychology on Instagram or those are the bits that Sefi and Wing can't teach you because you have to invest the time in yourself. So if therapy is inaccessible to you, maybe this can be your moment now for us to say to you that actually this is for you, this life is for you. And you're deserving of a great one. Yeah. And I would love to know how it's panning out for you. Can you send us like what you're up to? I hope things are going great. What's the vibes right now? I would love to know. It's Dudley's special day for them all. I fucking hope so. Make every day.
2: Dudley's special (laughs) special day. day. One of the questions that we asked on the story that I really liked was, do you prefer control or chaos? And I just love the topic of chaos because it's kind of relinquish all control Mm -hmm. and trust the timing of life which is just the mantra of the moment so i wanted to say to you what do you prefer control or chaos
0: (laughs)
3: um i don't really know i kind of um let me think let me think about my answer before i go spieling a load of shite i think i like theoretically prefer control but i actually think i enjoy chaos more yeah yeah i think you're living
2: more authentically and freely when it is chaos Because control is, like, comfortable but not fun.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm one of those people that I think most people would say that I'm, like, really laid back, like, kind of very lazy, fair attitude, kind of very nonchalant, like, does she ever care about anything? That is just so not how i describe you at all. That's because we work together, though, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, true. It's because I'm kind of saying, have you sent that blah, blah, blah? Well, I'm very, like, organised and, like, structured in my, like, work and I... I have very, I, I, there's a lot of pressure in like what I'm doing, like making sure I'm getting things done. Like I'm very, I'm on notion all day, every day.
2: I would see you as a bullet journal kind of girl.
3: Because I am a bullet journal kind of girl. Yeah, because that is very much but you. But in my, um relate, in, in all of my life outside of my own like standard of like work, I am very fluid. Yeah. And very just like, um go with the flow like i don't like mm. too much of a. I, I don't have a kind of what you're gonna laugh at that and i
2: did a, i did a nod to you in the video because i got <laughs> there's so much lime in my drink you did a little gym moment honestly i did i just did a gym to camera <laughs> because there's so much lime in my drink and i thought whilst you're editing the video you're gonna see me literally choke on like a clump of lime
3: i look forward to it what do you think control chaos vibes i was thinking about this I think my ego but, but let me actually just finish my point story and I'll just ask you a question I'll stumble. <laughs> Shut down. Stop interrupting. Shut me. down the robot. <laughs> God, I can't wait to look through this episode. It's gonna be an absolute mess. Yeah. Basically I think I don't really think about control and chaos that much because I think I've i I've lived quite freely for most of my life and it's only Are you taking on Lyme again? <laughs> So is much someone like- trying to murder you is the bartender trying to kill you it's like there's um it's like orange juice with bits but you've got kind of it's a gin and tonic with bits yeah it's just a mess i don't have a problem with control until it comes to like accepting that i can't i have a problem with like letting other people do things or like passing things over or Mm. not that i even think i'm gonna do it the best but it's kind of if someone's gonna fuck it up just let it be me and just like let me do like a just let me know that i've done it yeah do you know what i mean that's what i'm really controlling but also in kind of that's kind of it like raise your hand if you were gifted and talented or whatever like Mm -hmm. raise your hand like kind of depressed gifted child Mm. um it's the remnants of like being a smart kid that you have these like ridiculous standards for yourself. Yeah. But I don't, I I mean, I can't think of anything worse than like a five-year plan or a- Well, that's the thing. Ten-year plan. I like having kind of nice little goals that keep me going. And I, I, I just feel like I'm in quite a healthy place place with goals and stuff so maybe you could talk to us about what it's like to not have healthy goals expose you
2: well i was gonna say i think that's when your goals and your organ organization moves into like being more of a prison it's like actually rather than just like a framework of what you can work within it's like oh no suddenly i'm like actually held captive by my own ideas of what i can achieve in my life And that's when you're fucked. But I think I agree. I'm moving towards a more healthy attitude towards like, um, I guess, aspirations for myself. What I was going to say is I think my ego likes the idea of control, of being like, right, I have this all in order. I have this all in check. But actually what my kind of soul, heart, essence, being, whatever word you're going to put on it. I think I am most comfortable in chaos. Like, actually, my true essence is more comfortable in chaos because I am. Well, it's not nice to be stressing about things. Yeah, I think I'm just prone to not planning, not knowing what's going to happen in the day, not really knowing how I'm going to feel, kind of uh, just manic, I guess, manic episodes. (laughs) I'm more (laughs) prone to that. So I think I just naturally thrive in that. But then I think then when insecurity and all of that stuff steps in, it's suddenly like, right, no, let's get the, let's get this organized. But actually, I think I'm letting go of that so much now.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are. Because also I think people got quite confused when we were talking about your four days yeah. off and I think I think we made it out like you were working really hard or like yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we were making it out like you were kind of a workaholic, which is not you're not this Capricorn No, not caricature at all. of a person. Yeah. Not at all. It's
2: I'm not um I'm not about the kind of grind lifestyle. I'm mm-hmm. very much a work smart not hard kind of girl (laughs) very much (laughs) subscribe to that way of thinking i'm not that person that's going to sit in the library for fucking 12 hours i'm in the library work get out and go to a cafe like i am so not
3: i've been missing the library so much recently you're a grinder you work like you you'll sit there for hours and hours if i enjoy what i'm doing i'll do it all day
2: if i enjoy what i'm doing yeah but i never enjoy work it's
3: kind of (laughs) the same with anything exactly (laughs) Well, I enjoy playing The Sims all day So in the way that I would enjoy playing Animal Crossing all day, I would enjoy doing my work all day because I have a rare life where at this moment I'm working in something that I love. That you wanna do, yeah. Something that's a dream. So it's like, yeah, it's not that I'm, I find it hard to stop because I find it hard to stop playing Animal Crossing when I'm really sucked in and I like, I'm decorating my fucking room on the left and it's looking great and I just got a new bathtub worth a hundred bells or whatever hundred thousand
2: bells yeah i love the work of things and that's so fun but i think i always reach a point where it's like well i'd rather watch a movie yeah well i'd rather kind of do yoga whatever i want to do i'd rather go see my friend mm-hmm. and i agree we're in kind of a rare position that it's like the work is is fun on the most part and blah blah, blah. it was that kind of um even like revision for exams and stuff Mm-hmm. For example, my sister is someone that can sit there and she can do the work and she'll sit there and she'll revise for like eight hours and she'll have a time- color-coded timetable mm-hmm. and all of that. I've never, ever, ever been that person. I'm always the person that's kind of-
3: You're a last minute gal, which people, I'm- Teffy, they're not gonna believe you. <laughs>
2: why would they not? Oh, Because I've already made it out like I'm a spreadsheet gal. Because
3: they think you're winning spreadsheet competitions. <laughs> I am as well. I'm both. I can be both. Yeah, I'm fluid. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's true. I'm ever-changing, mm-hmm. effervescent. Yeah human being yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. you cannot understand me yeah but i think we all are both i think it's it's tempting to caricature people that you see on the internet
3: not even it's just so hard not to it's just, and not even just people you see on the internet we do it kind of everything the way the whole way that we perceive the world is built on putting things into boxes and trying to make sense of things And if you tell me something, if you tell me you were doing a spreadsheet, that's all I know. I won't fill in the blanks with something, you know, foreign that I've never been told.
2: And I love a spreadsheet, but also Mm -hmm. love a kind of scrappy, scrappy scrapbook.
3: (laughs) Scrappy, scrappy scrapbook.
2: See me all day cutting out pictures of ice cream, sticking them on paper. You'll see me all day doing that.
3: Yeah, it comes back to, and I hate to bring it up because I feel like... It's a bit of a broken record at this point. It's kind of Sephie and Wing parodying Sephie and Wing. <laughs> like, stunning, Harry! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of identity and performance. I, I I just kind of think it's not that deep. Like, I will sit and spend hours doing something that I love... And then also we'll love things so much and won't have done them in months. And that doesn't mean I don't love it. Yeah, It's when we start thinking too closely about what we're showing people and how people perceive us. It's identity, you're right. Yeah, and it all becomes, it's just a bit too ego for me. I just don't. I don't care to present the right image. Do you know what I? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of just like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. catch me doing something. Sometimes not.
2: It's if you present the idea that oh, I'm a, I'm a worker. I'm a, I'm a real worker. That's kind of all people know of you. That's
3: not the brand I want to put out.
2: No, and also it's life is fluid there'll be points when people are workers point when people are slackers and also we're not fucking here to be capitalism's kind of bitch that's the thing
3: that i don't and you shouldn't be yourself exactly yeah that's the thing that i get a bit scared of because i think this is my kind of imposter syndrome too in that i feel this episode is a fucking mess
2: because what is this to do with therapy nothing
3: well acceptance chaos Chaos is a ladder. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, chaos, chaos. Yeah, go on. Chaos is a ladder, of course. Identity, I guess it all feeds into mental health and those kind of chats. Ah, this is where my imposter syndrome and all this shit kind of kicks in because I I kind of resent... uh, There's a lot of guilt, I think, wrapped up in me being able to... um, I feel like I found a bit of a loophole. I feel like I'm kind of conning the system by being able to make money off of something that I enjoy and having that like cross between being good at something and enjoying Mm. it and all of those things kind of working out and having all of the privileges work together and having all of the luck work together and then working hard on it all working together to make something um, work out for you when ultimately my overriding thought is I think it's disgusting that people have to work their whole lives away just to be able to buy some food at the supermarket and never get a free hour. I I just find it hard to like find the right like balance in what I'm trying to um in what I want to say about my life or like what messages I'm trying to give because it, it's just a bit wanky to have kind of a girl on the internet say like oh and I just it's just a bit wanky anyway mm. look all, I have no idea what's going on it's your life like you're.
2: What do you want to say then? Like, what is what is the thing that you're trying to say if you think it's wanky?
3: My thing that I'm trying to say is that I think it's horrible that we, that the majority of people have to live miserable lives because society told you that you're meaningless unless you were born into like the 1% or you know this minority of people yeah. that have an abundance of wealth and privilege and all of these things. That's my overarching point. But I'm finding myself even this year at a point where I feel like my dream situation of how I would make money is happening. And I feel like um it's so unfair because I'm so excited about it and so grateful and all of this shit um and like everything that we do together so grateful and so like so fucking amazing and I genuinely believe that everyone should be able to have what they want but I always come back to that point of like but they don't and it's fucking awful and like also what I've got right now is not permanent <laughs> like... Um, my life could fuck up tomorrow. Not that it's not already in the midst of fucking up. I just kind of don't. I I I just like I I just don't like it. Sometimes I think it's weird that Sophie and Wing were the ones to do this little podcast. Like I know we've said before when we look through people's messages and stuff, it's like you if you want this, you should you should definitely do it because you would be great at it. Mm. And I realize how redundant that sounds. Then when you've got to work kind of fifty hours to like feed your kid, or you don't have fucking time to sit down and like what you're gonna order a microphone like. I get that it sounds ridiculous. So I just feel like a bit of a wanker half the time when it's like, oh, I get to kind of have my, I just get to have a lot of different dreams work out. Whilst I think the world, simultaneously the world is shit. <laughs> so make of that what you will, don't know why that's in there. Coming off of that, a little rant. Mm. Um, I love that this person said that the best thing that they, uh, the best therapy thing from them were, or for them was that you can control your own narrative.
2: Mm, yeah yeah i like that because it's
3: and lots of people were saying control the controllables and nothing else so fucking true i think there's so so much power in
2: accepting that some things are just out of your control that is inherently they are nothing to do with you how other people feel about you. Um, and pretty much everything else is nothing to do with you. Everything the only thing you can control is you.
3: I was gonna say, what do you think is what do you think is one thing that's important for you to control in your own narrative? Ooh. Quite a deep question. Quite a deep you, sorry. I kind of think I'm starting
2: to disagree with narrative as a whole, as in personal narrative.
3: Oh, yeah. Just take a big shit on that listener. (laughs) Just because I think one of... Sorry. Just punch them in the fucking face.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just think one of the most damaging... One of the most damaging things we do as humans is get attached to this narrative, like the story of me, the story of my life. And I think it's Mm. easy to slip into fiction Mm -hmm. and actually not what is actually happening in the present moment you fixate on the past and you fixate on the future about who you were and who you want to be and actually you end up um kind of negating real experiences that are happening right now because you're fixated on a story. Telling
3: yourself lies. Harry,
2: you must not tell lies. Literally, Harry must not tell lies. Mm. You're fucking, fucking whatever Dolores Umbridge right on your own arm. I must not tell lies. Yeah, you're a fucking bitch. But it turns out you're lying every minute of your life. Yeah. I think I think narrative is, da- is damaging.
3: What do you think is the most damaging lie that you tell yourself? Oh, the most damaging lie. Even deeper than the previous question. Just Oof. when you thought I couldn't go and deeper
2: and i'm gonna be i think i just disagree with damaging lies <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know what the most damaging lie i tell myself is because i think it's just I, they're too interwoven with my beliefs mm-hmm. but i think it's when i notice them in other people that they're attached to certain things well when i was five this thing this person told me this thing and they've clung on to it and it's mm-hmm. informed their identity or decisions they make now in their adulthood and i just sometimes think you're you're holding on to a narrative that is literally not serving you and also you could have easily forgotten and therefore it wouldn't be true
3: Mm -hmm.
2: there's something that every time you remember a memory it changes by like one percent or whatever it like there's something and i think if you've been telling yourself this same story for What, 17 years now, or something?
3: Yeah, you keep rehearsing something, it's gonna.
2: It is so manipulated now, and it's so a fabrication of the truth that you're actually basing Mm -hmm. something not on your narrative or not on your story that is based on any truth. You've written something, essentially. You've scripted yourself out of personality of something that happened to you when you were 15. And it's bollocks. You're basing Mm -hmm. your present day decisions on something that didn't happen.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. That is so fucking true. I kind of hate when people do the whole like, they think they are the something one. Yeah. I'm just the like... Neat one. I'm just
2: neat. I'm just the neat one. It's the morning person thing. I'm just a morning person. It's like you've written yourself a story.
3: Yeah, you've built your whole identity. Your whole, the whole way that you view the world is off of kind of friends. You think that there has to be a pretty one Mm -hmm. and a funny kooky one and a neat one.
2: Oh, and boy, how I'll perform that kooky one.
3: Exactly, yeah. Till the cows come home, I'll be like, oh, I'm just the Phoebe. It comes back to living in that really prescriptive way. Where, yeah, you do just have to let go. And maybe just kind of see if you like the mornings And then you might just be a morning person You won't have to talk about being a morning person Or keep telling yourself, I am a morning person, right? Even with introvert and extrovert
2: Yeah, or even just like, I just don't really like ketchup I just hate ketchup Oh, the smell of ketchup Things like that It's like, you don't know That was something you invented when you were three And you have kept yeah. it going You said that once at sort of Johnny's birthday party At three years old And you've just kept it going And you ran with it Eat some fucking ketchup I'm bored of you, bitch yeah. (laughs)
3: yeah yeah like chill out with the story it's so true yeah it's little kind of jk rowling
2: but i love their point i love your point (laughs) your therapist is clever but turns out i'm smarter (laughs) (laughs)
3: she's the smart one (laughs) do you have a point
2: no i don't have any points i haven't had any points this whole episode really i just feel like i've just been responding but that's fine
3: that's fine for me love the responses
2: yeah i feel like i just haven't really um look at anyone's answers <laughs> my for phone's sake. in a ring line it's hard to get to it
3: <laughs> well let's go I kind of want to apologise for whatever this has been yeah same um, but I guess I mean you are an autonomous being you could have clicked away and you didn't so mm. I don't know what that says about you I, that's a shame you had nothing better to do than spend the hour with us but I'm glad you did Um, and I hope to see you next week yeah I really hope to see you next week Did
2: I think we may have had a doing the work that we didn't do at the beginning so maybe we should just put that in now
3: yeah what was it it was about just live doing something just for you oh. and just living kind of freely like not not performing basically well just yoga every day for me bit boring no already been through it you go on mine oh, i feel like i'm about to open a new point but it's, again it's something that i realized in therapy this is really messy now because i'm wrapping we and now look what i'm doing and making a mess uh, but basically to summarize i said to my therapist earlier that i feel like i treat myself like i'm an employee of myself Ooh. so in the way that i kind of get to the end of the day and i kind of evaluate how was your performance today yeah, did you do? yeah you were in a good mood from 10 till 12 and then oh what happened at 12 o'clock let's not do that again tomorrow your work production Kind of went down a bit, yeah. Exactly. Did you yeah. have trouble motivating around three? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know I did. You know. Um. So I kind of just need to treat myself like a decent human being rather than an employee of my own kind of awful workforce. <laughs> the world's worst corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, a monster incorporated.
2: And also, um, it's that weird capitalist lens. It's a weird thing to put a capitalist lens on your own life in that way and be like, right, okay, the. Only only structure i know of evaluation is based on a workplace so i'll go for that when in reality it's like right let me actually think from like a fluid place like how was my day oh i was up and down it was all normal
3: well that's what i do but i take it too far i i say like oh you were in a I I, it's too much navel gazing it's not good for the soul yeah yeah because I do the whole like you were in a bad mood like in the evenings like what are we gonna do it's just like sometimes just let it be like habit trackers love it sometimes let it be if you feel like it's just too damaging anyway I've said too much
2: they scare me a bit habit trackers
3: I love it I absolutely love it but am I treating myself like an employee sometimes? I don't think I'm to be trusted with a habit tracker. I don't, to be honest, as we said, you like things that are bad for you and maybe you can find a way to make something good that is bad for you. Mm, I don't think it's good for me to be ticking off did you work out today?
2: Tick. Did you do? Did you meditate today? Like, mm. Tick. Did you drink 10 glasses of water? Mm. Tick. It's like, it becomes very quickly, it becomes um, kind of... You stick to be yourself with. I hate to say it, but spreadsheet um, sort of... Spreadsheet, Seffy's coming back. Madly productive times. Yeah. I think I'm better off just not knowing how much water I drink a day.
3: Yeah, fair enough. Like, it just fluctuates, guys. <laughs> so fucking true. So fucking true. Okay, well, I'll see you next week.
2: Yeah, see you next week. And I won't speak to you for a whole week. Bye. <laughs> Am I going to be...
1: Hung (laughs) over next week.